All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. I would like to introduce you to my panel today. On my right hand, the right hand side of my screen, we've got Andrew Stupart. Back as always, ready to chat it up with a couple of swell gentlemen here. And on the left hand side of my screen, I have a gentleman who I've been friends with for a very long time, and I've been intending to invite on the podcast for probably a year. Um, it's my good friend from uh, high school, Christian Firth. But not your not your best friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's put Alex on the spot right now. On <laughs> we, all, we all know that he's my best friend. It's, it's true. For the record, you used to be his best friend, but then Justin took over as your best friend, if I remember correctly. <laughs> what the hell is this conversation? <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh, yeah. ha happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to put Alex in a really awkward position right off the top of the podcast. All right. Well, Thank you. That's, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Hey, shout out, shout out to Justin out there, by the way. Who, by the way, Justin has not been on the podcast JT. yet. He's not been on the podcast, but he is still no. technically your best friend. There's, yeah, there's no animosity at all. He's he's my only <laughs> friend that will go canoe camping with. Me. Okay, okay, so yeah, okay. Justin's my automatically puts him in another level, right? Yeah. To be to be fair, Justin's also my new best friend as well. So it's like it's 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 always been a menage a trois uh, with yeah, the three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like the left. I'm just like the the leftover like spoiled meat, right? <laughs> you're 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 the guy that we all love love to hate and hate to love <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it so alex what are we uh what are we talking about tonight all right we're talking about nfts uh we yeah. brought we brought uh christian on because he's an expert expert on yes. blockchain technology christian yes. tell us what blockchain technology is go well nfts or non Fungible tokens uh, are cryptographic assets on blockchain with unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, they can be traded or exchanged at equivalency. Um, I, I, I love wow. the way in which you read that <laughs> Wikipedia page with so much confidence. Holy Actually, God. it was Investopedia. Oh, so I'm sorry, Investopedia. From. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Investopedia for all of your, uh, you know. I, I feel like we do, we do kind of have to break it down. I I did 10 minutes of research before the podcast. <laughs> By the way, if you're watching this podcast because you want to learn what this stuff is and what it can this do. This is not uh, the right is, podcast. It's not the right podcast for you. No. But we are going to like discuss it. Uh, yes. Maybe there will be a little bit of insight gained. But uh, I should I should mention that this this podcast con concept was pitched by Ian McDonald, who was on a few of our other podcasts. <laughs> And, uh, and he couldn't and make it to this one, one though. <laughs> he he just couldn't, couldn't make it to this one. Couldn't be bothered to show up. <laughs> Instead, so you bring in this guy. 
I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, but, okay. but blockchain. So I actually, I actually did a little bit of research into this and people get, people think that blockchain is synonymous with Bitcoin. It's actually false. So what blockchain is actually the technology that backs up these various different cryptocurrencies. You have Ethereum, you have Bitcoin, which was the, the big one that started in 2009. And there was a white paper that led to this this quick adoption. And even now it's being adopted and adopted by more and more investors. And it's actually gone from very insignificant valuation back in 2009 up until now where it's in, you know, worth, you know, some, it's been up upwards of like 18, 20, $25,000, I think, um, can, uh, Canadian for a single Bitcoin. And, and again, there, there is a differentiating factor here. The, the Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin or, or all these sort of things, they are decentralized currency. So it's these are currencies that are not backed by a particular country. So th this is not the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, the peso, whatever. These are peer-to-peer -peer shared sort of transactions that are that are recorded in a blockchain. And this, this currency is thus removed from an intermediary such as a bank. So you're not going, you're not, it's not like you're going and depositing money into your uh, mutual funds and making an investment or, or it's transferring money from your one person to another on e-transfer or into a savings account. This is decentralized currency that, that, that has no sort of regulation and no. Um, I just want to interrupt there, Stuart. I, I want to interrupt. So, so basically you're saying like, Instead of transactions being monitored by like a central bank or something like that, yeah. it's um, it's like an online uh, database that, that can't be altered, and there's Correct. and like computers from all over the world are sort of like yeah. watching the database, yeah. and it basically keeps track of one transaction yeah. and and back and forth. So, exactly. so there's no actual regulatory agency or anything like controlling this at exactly, all. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that's, that's a great way of simplifying it. So I appreciate you giving us like the sort of the simplified kind of version of it. And, and just to add quickly before we jump in is, is it, um, again, blockchain is like the technology. So it's not just used for cryptocurrency. There's, it's, I mean, if you're- It's used for NyenCat. It can be used for the NyenCat as well. Uh, and digital art collection and digital art trading. So, so um, you know, cryptocurrency side, the blockchain, like you were mentioning, Alex, is really it is decentralized and it is um, uh, it is peer to peer sort of. There's this trust between you know that you have to have a bunch of people, um, all of their diff all these different computers that belong to different your peers, as it were. Um, all record these transactions and they're encrypted very, very, very tightly con con, uh, encrypted. Um, and, and all these transactions are saved on all these different computers that are um, part of this giant blockchain. And it's really just um, keeping a ledger of all these transactions. Now, now the, where the criticism comes in is a lot of critics have said that um, the environmental impact is that it takes a lot of um, resources, i.e. electricity, um, to decrypt and to and to go through these um, algorithms in order to like decrypt these transactions because one of the things I've, I've got a statistic for you that's actually going to blow jump in, mind. buddy. Jump in with the stats, man. A single transa transaction um, consumes as much electricity as an average household uses in a week. 
And and you know, it's crazy. That's wild. That's actually crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> and I actually I actually read that in it um, some statistics about like if you look at the all of the cryptocurrency um, transactions that happen at a given time, it's actually more than some countries, like the power that's consumed. Like if you that's, look at the yeah, global, like more than like a shitty country like Serbia, right? Well, not even actually. They even said like New Zealand. They actually compared it to like New Zealand. So if you think about all the crypto, all the the, the um, electricity that that's being used for the process of called mining, and what mining is is when a single computer um, use you know is basically trying to like create a new Bitcoin by doing like a really really complex um, problem solving, but it uses so much computer power um, that it's it, if you combine all of this activity, it's actually greater than some countries. Um, use of power like the entire an entire country wow, that's um, and i just want to apologize to the people of serbia um there's way shittier than serbia yeah, yeah that's oh, true yeah. man you just, just wanna, there's just at least, record, there's way shittier countries there's at least seven countries that are shittier than serbia and honestly if anybody from those countries are listening you know what country that i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Those seven you know countries. I I I at least seven. Of, I I think it's a very uh, high chance that out of the two listeners that we have, Alex, that any of them's from Serbia. So I think it's actually no, you no, know no, 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 not Serbia. In the seven countries that are worse. Worse. Oh my, my mistake. My mistake. Yeah. You know which one? I'm going to stop you right there. We don't have a lot of listeners, but we're actually super famous in Serbia uh, for some. <laughs> I was looking at the which analytics. is why we had to be very, very, uh, very sure that we needed to like make that, yeah, you know, distinction that you know we love you, Serbia. Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't want to screw up. I mean, they're the, they're our bread and butter. I mean, like yeah, we get a lot of Canadian viewers and American viewers, but uh, the bread and butter, according to our analytics, is is really Serbia. I don't know what analytics you're looking at, man, but I'm seeing a lot of countries <laughs> on here. But Serbia is not on there. Anyway, I, I think it's Google Maps that you're consulting, right? Um, yeah. No, but there's <laughs> but um, but uh, all, all joking aside, there's a lot of controversy. A lot of people are in the like in the Bitcoin sort of like camp. I know a guy that I used to work with when I worked at the market research company. He swore by it. He got in early. He was he is an investor type of person. He likes to. Uh, dabble in different um, portfolios, this and that, and, and in different uh, equities and stocks and all that good stuff. And honestly, like he bought Bitcoin early on in the game and he is laughing now. Oh. Like he has made yeah. incredible returns. But my, so bit, my Bitcoins are different than NFTs, though, right? No, no. And that's, I'm trying to like, not define much so different. Yeah. Not, not much different. I mean, they, they sort of exist on the blockchain kind of in the same yeah. way, I think. So, so, I don't know. so here, here's the way that you can think about it. The blockchain, the, the blockchain is like the technology that backs up all these different initiatives. So an, yeah. a non fungible token is something that can, that is possible because of blockchain, te blockchain technology. Um, uh, Ethereum or Dogecoin or Bitcoin, again, are possible concepts, possible, um, you know, ways of, of interacting, you know, or sorry, transacting because of this blockchain, blockchain technology. And again, so I have, sorry, go ahead. It, it kind of seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, panel, but you know how like 
rich people have like art galleries that they yeah. invest in artwork and then they get like non-taxable value from that artwork. It sounds like NFT is like a digital version of that. Like where it's just like a, it's like a haven for money for rich billionaires. Because I'm looking at like the top 10 NFTs that were sold. One of them sold for $69 million. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's fucking it's a fucking scam. It's wild, man. man. It's like the it's yeah. like the one percent of the one percent who have all this money to blow. And like it's yeah. not like back in the day. Like back in the day, you had to go and like to an art procurer or or a dealer yeah. and actually buy a physical piece of art. And, and at least it's something, even if it's highly overvalued, right? Like even if a piece yeah. of artwork it has has insurmountably high value that you cannot imagine that's you know at least you have something tangible that you can like that you can display in your mansion or whatever right but with these nfts it's a fucking like ones and zeros on a computer um that you're that you're paying a lot of money i feel like maybe we're you've just created a segue for us to the metaverse in the metaverse Let's do well, it. In the metaverse, you can display your artwork in your mansion that you purchased with Bitcoin. This Think is true. It. This is true, man. And, it, <laughs> and it's crazy because all this stuff is just ones and zeros. And you have these multi-millionaires or billionaires or whatever who are just like shitting money out of their ass for these things. And like, they don't care. They don't care. Even if it's a, they would... You can go out and buy a yacht, but no, going out and buying a yacht in real life is not good enough. You want to buy that yacht inside the metaverse and have that. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, so basically like, is what we're saying for our viewers in Serbia is NFTs is not really for you as a demographic. It's for, you know, the kings and queens. Of, no, maybe is, the king Serbia, is Serbia a monarchy? I don't know yeah. anything about Serbia. Guys, the more, the more and more we carry on this <laughs> the grand, conversation, the, grand the more, of Serbia. The yeah, more yeah. I'm just like, the more I'm like, we're actually going to publish this podcast. I'm a little bit embarrassed to, <laughs> to publish this podcast. You guys invited me, by the way. <laughs> you guys invited me. Yeah, Alex. Well, I, well, let's let's not. I mean, Alex invited you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, so, in, so the metaverse. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the promotional videos by. Oh yeah, what, I loved it. The the world's creepiest cyborg, uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Da- data from Mark Next Generation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think like I get that this is like a revolutionary concept, but but like the worst spokesperson. I for- know. They could have had. It's a billion dollar company. They could have hired anyone else. They could have had Morgan Freeman announce Meta. They could have hired Alex and it would have been way better. Like there's no people around Mark Zuckerberg to say, you know what? I don't think you really read well on camera. Maybe we should hire (laughs) literally any other person. Yeah, Yeah, but the reason they didn't hire um, Alec Baldwin was because they didn't want any fatalities during the shooting. Whoa, hey. Too soon? Too soon? Whoa. Too soon? I don't know. I I look into his eyes and I just see blackness. Alec Baldwin or Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. (laughs) I just just like, don't don't look 
too close at his eyes, man. It's scary. <laughs> no, and it's pretty wild because like if you think about like what Facebook was when it originally started back in 2004, it was supposed to just be a network of people who had a university um, email address and just, you know, connecting with one another. And then slowly in order to like, um, you know, drive some revenue, they started introducing like the advertising and then it, and then, and then a little bit later, they acquire this new thing called Instagram and they acquire WhatsApp and it just snowballs into this thing that's larger than life. And ever since they rebranded it as, as meta, I thought, okay, they're just doing a rebranding of their, of their main brands, which is Facebook, WhatsApp, and, um, and uh, Instagram. Okay, fair enough. These are just vehicles for advertisers anyway. Like who cares if they rebrand it? And then you have Mark Zuckerberg jumping in with this on top of all these different social media platforms that he's uh, created and grown over these years. You have this metaverse, which is essentially this all-encompassing um, virtual reality where it's like, if you want to create like a jungle scenario where you're like jumping from vine to vine and then hanging around a campfire, or if you want to be on like a yacht with your million, 60 million, $69 million piece of artwork, like whatever you want to do in this metaverse, in this virtual reality scenario is possible. And it's kind of like, it makes me think about the matrix and just hear me out. Um, you know, matrix came out 22 years ago, which is hard to believe. And, and it's this idea that you have these almost, I wouldn't say dead, but these like lifeless beings who are, they're like, they have their pale skin and they're like living in this horrible reality. And what they have to do is plug into this complete other reality. And when they're in that other reality, they can, they have unlimited possibilities, right? With like, look at Neo, like fighting with, um, with what are the Mr. Johnson or whatever? No, uh, what's the guy? Anderson. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And he has all these crazy powers and everything. But then outside of that, he's like, they're not in good shape. These people, like they're not, it's such a dismal reality outside of the matrix. And I kind of, when I think of the metaverse, I think of these people who are slumped over on their couch, whatever, but then in the, in this, in the VR world, they're like Superman, you know what I mean? So I don't know. What do you guys think about the idea? No, that, that's exactly what I was thinking as I'm watching this. He's, he's explaining oh, this, your new work day is going to look like this. And you're all going to be hanging out at this virtual uh, boardroom table, um, you know, chatting with your coworkers and stuff like that. I can't help but wonder, like, what's going on in the real world? Yeah. Like, I yeah. see, like, like, insanely overweight people with, like, like, crumbs on their chest and, like, mustard stains, like, and like boots into their barca lounger like just disgusting yeah. and like this thing glued to their face for yeah. eight hours a day i don't know about you guys but i like i actually bought like um a vr unit like it was yeah. like a two hundred dollar uh, oculus go like yeah, really yeah. cheap just to try it out and i gotta say like you know i can spend more time using that thing than i thought that I would be able to. Um, I think about two hours, an hour and a half uh, of watching like a movie or something like that. That's about the limit of what I can handle. I can't imagine being plugged into that thing for eight hours a day. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, but I just don't see it. I don't yeah. see it. Well, there, Mark Zuckerberg, you've lost yourself a customer. So there's only... Uh you know, 3 billion, 399 million others that you can appeal to because you've lost Alex's business. So. Did, 
There you did go. Anyone, no, once you anyone, lose the Alex Pope business, you're finished. Yeah. You're finished in this town. Real, real talk. <laughs> real talk, everybody. Did anyone, when they first saw the video, thought it was a fucking joke? Like, they, they, it was just a prank? Like, they were fucking with us? It was just like, hey, like Mark Zuckerberg is just, like, talking to talking to the people, hey, I'm just going to go on YouTube and just tell everybody that it's fucking meta. And, like, it just seemed ridiculous. Like, yeah. like why are you yeah. rebranding to meta? Like, what a stupid yeah. name. And then, like, it's just, like, like, watch, like, the first one minute of that video where he's just, like, it's, like, all right. We're now meta. All of meta. the apps are the same. Everything's <laughs> the same. But we're meta now. Like, it just seemed like a joke to me. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's true, man. And, or it seemed like really like he was just trying so desperately at the will of, of all his army of PR people just to like be this perfect like representation of the brand. But he was trying so hard. And you know what? It's just, it's one of those things where Facebook has gotten so big that it's like bigger than anything that we could have possibly imagined it, it, it could have been 10 years ago. Like I remember, again, I remember, you know, 10 or 11 years ago when I first adopted Facebook, maybe 12, 13 years ago and where it is now, it's just, they've conquered social media. They've conquered advertisement revenue through social media, all this crazy stuff. They've they have the Facebook marketplace, which is gotten huge i mean people that's something i'm studying at my current job in a, as a marketing professional is investing ad dollars into the marketplace which is peer-to-peer -peer selling and they have all these different arms of facebook that they have um you know nurtured over these years and developed it's like how much bigger can they get and the answer is meta if you didn't think facebook was big enough with all its different um developments that it's had over the last 15 10 15 years now there's this all-encompassing virtual reality that's just going to take over people's lives. It's part of it to me is fascinating. It is truly fascinating what we can do with, with high-speed internet and with this high developed technology, but part of it's kind of scary. Do you guys agree? It's like kind of 50-50. I love Big Brother personally. Yeah, I mean, like it's like watching Mark Zuckerberg sort of present this idea, it seems like he's sort of really focused on like, well, oh, but don't worry about your privacy. Don't <laughs> worry about your privacy. Don't worry about your privacy because I'll know yeah. all your information and yeah. you can yeah. trust me. I'm we're we're only going, going to attach a camera to your face so yeah. that we can see what you're doing yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. But don't worry about your privacy because it'll only be on Facebook servers. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the that's the limit. We're only going to be able to see every single thing that you do on Facebook servers. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No. And it's interesting that we, that we brought this up and I'm really glad we were having this conversation tonight because we, I mean, Alex, one of the running themes in the show is technology, the dark side, the black mirror side of technology. And, and for those who don't know black mirror, please go on to Netflix and check it out. It's a sort of a science fiction what if kind of show if technology takes the promote their show promote our show our show i'm just yeah. saying black like, black mirror everybody's heard of black mirror okay in serbia like we're trying to expand our market beyond serbia Oops. fair so. enough fair enough so enough with the with the with the uh tasteless also, we might get jokes. copyright strike if we talk too much about black mirror this is true this is true no um but but black mirror aside um, it's one of the running themes in the show 
is the dark side of technology, the dark side of social media, and like all these different ways that that techni technology is either making us stronger or potentially coming, you know, working against us or how it can work against us as, as humanity. And, and um, what's- Or the consequences of- Or the, the consequences of it. That we make. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, I remember, I remember one of my first days when I, in my previous job, when I worked in market research, I was doing an orientation with um, one of my supervisors because um, what we did in my, in my business unit in the market research company was digital- add effectiveness so we would actually um, work with our our clients and and research and, and kind of get um uh do surveys to see how effective is your advertising right and we, we we started i was working on the technical end of it and so we she was explaining some of the technical stuff to me and she said it was super you know this is one of the first times where i realized how super creepy it is and she talked about how your phone will listen to you or how like you've seen ads for things that, you know, you've never typed it in into, you, let's say you're talking to your friend um, about a new barbecue. Okay. You, you haven't done a Google search for it. You haven't done any sort of search engine activity, but you've spoken about it and your phone was in your pocket. And then all of a sudden a couple, uh, maybe a day later, or even a couple hours later, that barbecue is in your, is in your Facebook feed. Uh, as an advertisement and you never did any web search activity it was just a conversation you had and i've seen that happen i I've, i swear i've seen it happen where i've had a conversation about something not googled it just a conversation and then i do get an ad about it a couple hours later it is it is scary shit sounds like a real time saver so i i gotta, I gotta <laughs> ask you guys like, like, do you, like do you think that metaverse is going to actually catch on or is this just going to be a joke and everyone's going to look at it like oh mark zuckerberg that fucking weirdo like is, or is this going to actually be something where people are going to spend their hard-earned dollars to buy like a waterfront property uh next to facebook's headquarters in this in this virtual world I think it's really, honestly, Alex, I think it's going to really kind of come down to what are the other market leaders going to do? Like what's Microsoft going to do? What's yeah. Apple going to do? Like, yeah. are they going to partner with Facebook on this? Like, is Google going to be integrated into Facebook? Like, the thing is, is like, I, I don't think that it's going to catch on. Like, because, you know, when you watch the video, he talks about things like, you know, integrating business to the metaverse and, and um, you know, like the social media thing, like Facebook kind of controls a lot of that. But when you enter into kind of the business space, that's like Google and Microsoft. And yeah. so the thing is, is like, are those going to integrate into Facebook metaverse, right? And then you got gaming, right? Like what yeah. is Sony, it, it, like gaming is such a big industry now, especially after the pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, if they integrate into the metaverse, then it could take off. Um, right now, it seems like a big joke, but I mean, you know, it's a big joke from a company that has more wealth than we can possibly imagine. They have a lot yeah. more wealth than, than, than Serbia, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, like, so, so Christian, I would consider you, <laughs> Christian, I would consider you to be like the most, uh, like, sort of focused on gaming in your own personal life compared to 
anybody else that's been on this podcast. Oh, I'm pretty uh, big so on gaming too, brother. Snoops is big on gaming. Uh, like, like, do you think that that VR and sort of like the metaverse and stuff like that is is there a future for gaming in in this world? Because like, I know. I know it's been talked about for a very long time, like going back 10 years, like Oculus. Oh. I don't know when Oculus started sort of um, pushing the, the headset, but it, it seems to me like there's been this talk, oh, it's the next big thing in gaming, the next big thing in gaming. Yet every year it seems like, oh no, the next big thing in gaming is like the Xbox One S infinity or yeah, fucking yeah. Well, it, it's funny that you say that, right? Because like the metaverse kind of has already existed in gaming, right? Yeah, like yeah, totally. they have games like um, like PlayStation Home is one of those games like on the PS3 where you, you basically created your virtual avatar and yeah. you had your own virtual house and you talked to your friends in a virtual world and stuff like that. You've got like more, like you've got like these social games where like uh, Animal Crossing is another one where, you know, like companies will have like, you know, business meetings in Animal Crossing and in Red Dead Redemption 2 and they're playing a game, but, you know, they're also chatting about other things in real life kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's there's already such a social aspect of, of that. Um, when it comes to like VR and stuff like that, I think that one of the challenges with VR is, is that it's not social. It's very, um, it's, it's an experience that's very individualized. I mean, like, you know, video gaming for the most part too, like is, is a very, um, selfish hobby because like, you're really only going to buy games. When you say not social, you mean not social in the real world. Well, but like, there, there's really not a whole lot of connection between, like when you're doing, like you can have like multiplayer VR games and stuff like that, but right now there really isn't like a, a virtual hub uh, or like an experience where you would kind of put yourself into a virtual world uh, in gaming kind of thing where you're interacting with, you know, hundred like, hundreds of people yeah. in one lobby kind of thing um this whole thing uh brings back memories of uh our good friend justin Turner. i was just gonna say justin uh, we, i was gonna we, bring we that up too, about man. This. World, mean, world of warcraft warcraft yes warcraft. yeah we were all <laughs> thinking we were all think thinking this, this might be what mark zuckerberg is aiming for is yeah. something as addictive as world of warcraft and, and, for, me, and i've never mentioned this on the podcast before but uh, our dear friend justin turner i'm sure he wouldn't i'm sure he would uh not be upset about us talking he would this. love he would love for us to talk about we actually did talk about justin's he dropped, addiction he dropped he out of of uh med school um in order to uh level up his level 70 paladin yes. uh, so like, yeah i mean we're talking about like a, a, a virtual world yeah that is incredibly addictive oh, yeah. and, and yeah. i think we we've all seen it like it's it's real like that and i think i think if you were to if you were to kind of integrate things like that like having like one of the things about world of warcraft and mmorpgs 
in in general is just like you have that constant reward kind of thing yeah, right yeah, you're you're totally. kind of filling a bar totally like you're leveling up kind of thing like there's there's these little things that you have to do and then it, it and you think to yourself oh just one more task i'll just yeah, do one more yeah. thing and and you know because i really want to get to this level kind of thing and so the thing is is i mean if if you know they integrate things like that and kind of make it addictive like you know i don't know and totally i, I no, think I, one of the things that uh, i think one of the things that made it more addictive is that you would actually have groups of people that would be planning like uh, attacks and and planning to do certain quests and stuff like that and it's like yeah, you reads. were retired you actually had an obligation to be online at a certain time in order to um you know get the approval of your group you know yeah. that's fine. no it's totally and i'm and it's so interesting that i think all of us clued in at the same time as you guys were talking about the justin example and not to pick on him because like honestly like you know the guy oh, he, fuck it. he's not here no he's but honestly him. like I, fe I felt bad because i remember <laughs> right. going, no why do we feel bad he's not here no, he didn't true, true, but he'll be he'll listening he'll be listening no but let me finish so let me finish so Whatever. i remember actually i remember when i lived <laughs> i hope he's listening i hope he's listening too so he can he can just like open up an old wound from his past um just slice open, <laughs> slice open the wound and just like you know um pour some salt in there no seriously um if, if i may for a moment i remember when when i lived across from you guys i came over one time um to visit you alex at your place and um i had about 30 seconds worth of small talk with justin just to say hey say hey what's up and then he's like sorry stupid i gotta go back to the game and and i actually i hate to admit it but there was a time when it wasn't that bad, but like to a certain um, extent, my fiance was like a small degree of that with one of her games, and and she not not to the extent of Justin like what at game? all, but like it was like it was like a Chinese RPG. I couldn't even tell you the name what of game? it if I, if, if I tried, but it was, it was mobile gaming, and it was oh. it was an RPG. It was kind of like an RPG, um, except on a mobile phone, and you have multiplayer, and you're you're talking to people. Okay, let's go, you know, get the ogre and, and use our magic spells, whatever. And it's again, excuse me, the dopamine hit because you just, you know, you just got a new sword or you just got a new power or a new cloak or whatever. And you're about to go get this dragon or this ogre or, or zombie or whatever. And you're with other people and you're, you're egging each other on and you're part of this community and this group. And it's all this, this, completely made up world but in, in that moment it is so real to you and I remember reading a story one time about a guy who was trying to get a sword and, and it was and, it, and this sword was very rare in the game I think it was actually World of Warcraft or something very similar to that that same idea of like this big open concept open world um, uh, multiplayer game okay and this guy um i guess got screwed out of his transaction and he got the sword stolen from him or something along those lines and he actually killed someone in real life so there has been homicide and i kid you not you can look this up there has been homicide in real life about virtual weapons in these games and it just goes to prove you know the proof is here if you look at someone like justin who's incredibly successful and has so much uh, potential in his life for great things 
um, sabotaging himself because of this game. My fiance not wanting to be social with other people because she was so enthralled in her game. People killing other people over a game. It just goes to show that to your original point, Christian, it doesn't have to uh, necessarily have a full encapsulated, you know, you don't have to be in a VR situation for this to be real. This has already been real for 15 whatever years with things like World of Warcraft or now with um, Minecraft and Fortnite, this stuff is real and it's here. I think what Zuckerberg is doing is taking this stuff and taking it to the next level with this full immersive VR environment. But the, to your guys' earlier point, this technology is already here. And if it goes into the wrong hands, people can get addictive, uh, sorry, get addicted, excuse me, get addicted, I should say, and there are negative consequences. I mean, so... I, I'll, I'll ask you a question then. Is it the company's fault or is it the person's fault for not having self-control? That's a good because question. Because I, I play video games yeah. and I mean, I haven't quit my job or, yeah. you know, left my family or anything like that. Like, is, you know, it, I can it, regulate right. myself. I don't for think sure. it's the responsibility of the company to be responsible unless unless they're violating some kind of regulation or yeah something. and you make a good Christian, point there Sorry. hold a second yeah um if that company has a team of engineers engineering the code of this game to figure out how to make it more addictive yeah yeah um, you are you have no chance against these people yeah totally well i mean i i don't know man i disagree so let me. I, I think. Give you... I mean, there like there's already engineers that have worked they, on. They, like, they're already doing that right now. Like that's the whole idea of the video game industry is to have the most addicting game so that more people play it and more people spend money in your marketplace, right? Well, and I'll, so they're I'll already you, doing that now. This is true, and I'll give you a couple quick examples. And Alex, I'm sure you'll agree with what I'm going to say here. So it's like, remember when we talked about social media? This was way back when we started the podcast with Misha, and we did an episode on social. And we talked about um, the highly addictive algorithms and, and just the user experience, UI, user experience and user interface, all that sort of stuff, UX, UI behind Facebook. And it's the little, it's, you know, these little, it started off with the like emoticon, right? Like, sorry, the yeah. like button. And then from there it became, so the like, instead of saying, oh, I like this on a comment. Oh, I love this, I love this. They turned it into a button so you could very quickly give a little thumbs up and say, I like something. And then after a while, um, you get a hit of a dopamine. Well, my mom, my dad, my best friend, my cousin all liked my post and you get this little hit of dopamine. And then later on, what is it? It's the notification, that little red notification. Every time I check my Facebook, I see, oh, there's a notification. What is it? And oh, it's a fucking ad or whatever. And then it's so it's like, and it's so there, that's one example is the little notification, the like button. How many likes can you get? How many notifications do you have? Oh, there's an actual real legitimate notification here about someone who liked my post. That little, that little uh, red indicators on my phone that there's a new message or a new notification. That's one. Um, two would be um, online gambling. I'll use that as an example. Um, people who are very, very, um, susceptible to be to getting addicted to online gambling because it removes you from the casino where you can just go on your phone and gamble. That's a that's example number two. There's no having to travel 
to Niagara Falls or wherever to gamble, okay? And then number three would be, again, these in-game purchases, which speed up your, your, um, your um, progression through the game. Again, my fiance would actually go and buy a new sword or a new magic, whatever. And, and instead of having to earn it in the game, she would put money into actually purchasing it. So those are three examples right off the top of a, yeah. right off the top of my, of my mind of ways that to your point, Alex, people engineer addiction. Absolutely. Is that, but like, is that... I, I will be on my phone sometimes and I'll be like, okay, I need to send an email to my boss. And I open up my phone and I'm like, why am I scrolling on Facebook right now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking creepy. It's, it's creepy. It's like, it's why creepy, am I scrolling right? on Facebook? I never even intended to open up my phone to look at Facebook. So is that is that the company's fault? Facebook? Is that Apple's fault for giving you the device to be able to download the app? Is it the individual's fault? Is it the government's fault for regulating it? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think we share it 50 50. I, mean, I think right. it, I think it's, yeah. it's, I think you could maybe cast blame to, to anybody in that equation. Kind of like, thing. like you take Justin, for example, ultimately, um, he had to make the decision that, you know, yeah, like, he did. He's an adult, right? Is, is causing more harm in my life than good. And, yep. and finally, he, he woke up and uh, yeah. he yep. went out, got some natural light. And, uh, and, yeah. like, and now he's, uh, he's a better person now for it. And, and I think and... we have to remember that, that different people, and I'll be the first to admit that in my family, I won't go into the details of which side of the family or whatever, but in my family, there's a, there's a predisposition for substance abuse. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, no, like all joking aside, like um, one of my relatives, like uh, one of my grandparents was, was an alcoholic. And um, I have different people in my family who have struggled with either smoking or, or alcohol or, or other things. And, 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 and some people are just born ge with genetics, you know, that, that have a predisposition for, addiction, whether again, that could be alcohol, that could be something as simple as caffeine, that could be uh, cigarettes, which are as addictive as cocaine. And I remember that just, I hate to pick on Justin, but he also used to be a smoker. I remember you telling me Justin used to be a smoker and basically he transitioned from or Justin. No, and the, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to joke around or make fun of him. I'm being serious. People who have sometimes people will just dog it on Justin. No, I'm not even. I'm <laughs> or not, chain I'm smoking, video game addicted friend. No, I'm putting the joke, <laughs> seriously. The joking aside, university dropout. As I mentioned, guys. As as I mentioned, I myself have an have an addictive personality, and sometimes what you do when you have a predisposition to addiction is if you drop one addiction, it's very easy to replace it with something else. Yeah. And so I think what we see with these chronic uh, online gamblers, these chronic online World of Warcraft or, or Minecraft players or whatever, these, these um, it's, it's just, even if you drop one thing, it's easy in this world of, of such available technology, like the smartphone that I was just scrolling 30 seconds ago, it's so easy to get addicted to another game or another social platform or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, like they build these things in, into the apps that are just meant to trigger a dopamine response. Like, I don't know if you guys use Twitter, but, uh, oh, but yeah. basically you don't automatically get updates. Like you actually have to pull down 
on your screen. And then once in a while, it'll like a new tweet, a new Donald Trump tweet will pop yeah. up on yeah. your screen. Yeah. And then uh, and it triggers that dopamine rush, like sweet, another Trump tweet. It's like, you know, know. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I'm, I'm constantly, yeah. I'm constantly on Donald Trump's Twitter, just chasing the rush. <laughs> It's like, that, it's like that. It's like that. Like, what's dragon. he gonna tweet out next? You know, like <laughs> that fuck. white dragon. You'll never get the same high again. When you've they, ever gotten. Yeah, when they when they banned him from Twitter, it was one worst of the day of my days. fucking life. Worst one of the of darkest days in history. Um, so I gotta, I gotta, I wanna. Not that I wanna break up, break this conversation because I love where we're where we're going with like the idea of the addiction behind the technology and being immersed in this world that you could get addicted to kind of like we I'm going to go back to the matrix and say these guys plugged into this completely you know totally um you know made didn't, up world and that was didn't the, the machine do was that, that though didn't the machines yeah, that, do that that's what mark zuckerberg is he's the machine. yeah but they, the they but the matrix was like they bred humans like these were humans that never made the cautious choice to plug themselves this in. is true this is that's true. the difference like mark zuckerberg what he's trying to do right now is he's trying to convince you to plug yourself in to the metaverse this is true this is true and like the matrix is like i the the machines and Zuckerberg have already won, and uh, now they're just growing humans. The, like, so really, out. Mark Zuckerberg is making a bad move by by promoting. He's like, it. He's like he Mr. Really Johnson from all of He's like Mr. Johnson for... from The Matrix. He's like Mr. Johnson. So, guys, let me let me ask you this because we we've had a fantastic conversation here about around the implications, the social um, impacts, and potential implications of what's going to happen when this this metaverse thing snowballs and grows and gets bigger and bigger. Let me or ask doesn't. You, or doesn't, or doesn't, or <laughs> doesn't. It, um, it could just fizzle out. <laughs> it could fizzle out. And that's, that's actually a, what, that's a perfect segue into my next question. Do you think things like cryptocurrency, I'm sorry, cryptocurrency are similar to what we saw in the late nineties? Do you guys remember in the late nineties when they had the dot-com boom and you had all these uh, little internet companies that snowballed and grew and got really big, but they were just highly, highly, extremely overvalued to the point of ridiculousness. And then the whole thing crashed around 99, 2000. And, um, and do you think that that's going to happen with digital, with blockchain, digital currency, Ethereum, um, uh, crypto, any sort of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin? Do you guys think it's a highly overvalued bubble that's going to crash or do you think that that it'll be sustained that will actually move away from government backed notes to one day and actually move to a full cryptocurrency um sort of situation what do you guys think i think it's most likely that we'll probably go to some kind of uniform dollar like a global currency yeah. whether that's cryptocurrency or otherwise like i think i think that that would just make sense like when you think about how easy it is to travel to other countries and you're doing business with other countries and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, technology is advancing at exponential rate. Um, you know, it, it's only logical that you're going to have something like that. Do I think that cryptocurrencies and NFs, NFTs right now is a good investment? Fuck no. <laughs> I think it's like an absolute, like, Honestly, if you want to lose your money in a 
in a snap of a finger invest in nfts right now yeah yeah because it, it's like one of them's hot and then it's not it's like whatever elon musk is talking about that's the one you got to get it true. right when elon musk sends the tweet because if you don't you know, you're going to lose all your money. Kind it's of the thing. power and, of one tweet. It's the power of that one tweet. He can make or break yeah. companies with social media. And so like, so like that has incredible volatility. Oh yeah. And that, that's why I'm saying like, I think that a global currency would probably come with like a, basically a collection of countries coming together and yeah. deciding on something like that, because it, it's just like, I mean, it, you know, we're talking about like these big companies like Microsoft and and uh, and Meta um, <laughs> and Google and Meta. stuff like that. Like, you know, we're kind of at the mercy of whatever they dictate to us at this yeah, point. Totally. And so the thing is, is like they are going to come together and decide what currency is what. I think that NFTs right now exist to make the rich richer. Oh, thing, for sure. Right? Like for the, sure, the only the only people that are really benefiting from these cryptocurrencies are the most affluent and oh, yeah. uh, most influential people. Look, um, look at any, it from uh, Elon Musk's point of view. There's yeah. this new type of currency that is completely unregulated by by, yeah. by the SEC. Uh, yeah. so do you think that he could do that with the stock market? With, with no, he couldn't. Nope. Send out a tweet and be like, you know what, uh, Tes Tesla is like he sent out a tweet. Flying car, Tesla is you know? no longer accepting bitcoins because they use too much electricity or some bullshit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. He sends the price plummeting. Oh yeah, and then buys a bunch of crypto. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, man. The power that yeah, Dogecoin's the future. Why not? Like no, and then it's, it's just like all else. the bitcoin. Because there's ridiculous. no regulation it's... for these people and they know it. Like the thing is, is like people in that position, they have people around them and they understand how, how that system works, right? Like the system is built to keep the rich rich and the poor poor. Like that, that's what the stock market is yeah. there for. Any, any yeah. like regular Joe investing all their money in the stock market, it's like, um, unless you'd like, know what you're you're doing kind of thing like that market is not catered for regular people no, that, absolutely. That, that market is catered for people with money <laughs> you, and, you go into, I, I heard that uh, i forget what the statistic was but like tesla made like like more money off of bitcoin yeah. than it did off of cars in like yeah, the last probably now, like Alex, oh yeah you'd have to fact check me on that i don't know but it's, they make a ridiculous amount of money on bitcoin when they're supposed to be selling cars this is true then so. alex let me let me circle back to our episode that we did with um was it with ian when we talked about no no it was just you and i we did that episode on bullshit jobs and we we spoke a lot about um different oh, areas of a lot of different areas and this is the bullshit uh, no uh, you have episode. to listen christian it's a great episode i had a, we had a yeah. lot of fun doing it we talked about like jobs that like if they went away tomorrow that society wouldn't notice or society would not be negatively impacted i'm talking and and the angle that i was talking about was like middle management alex you talked about 
um, sort of these bullshit, you know, um, telemarketers and tell us, you know, scammers and stuff where they don't really, they actually do, they take value, they take pleasure away from people in society rather than adding value to society. They actually go against society, these telemarketers and whatnot. But I guess, let me ask you this, does, does blockchain, um, again, let's use the example of crypto, knowing that blockchain is versatile and it's just a technology that backs up lots of different um, developments in, in, in different areas. Um, knowing that blockchain historically has been used for things like cryptocurrency, do you think that it's a lot of overvalued bullshit? Or do you, do you Alex, actually think that, that there's some, something here that adds value to society? If you look at like just purely, does this make something better or worse for society? What are your thoughts on the impacts of, um, of crypto and blockchain? Um, I think, you know, it's going to make things better and worse at the same time. Uh, like, I, like I look at something like this and I, and I think about the guys that were messing around with like circuit boards, you know, like, le- like figuring out how to make a computer. And people ask these guys that were messing around in their garage, um, what, do you, what are these things going to be used for? And they're like, oh, well, you know, you'll be able to store your recipes on your computer. And it's like they didn't really have a full understanding of what these things were going to be used for someday. And I feel like we're kind of in that stage right now. And, you know, if you ask yourself, like, are we is life better now that we have all this technology that came from these guys messing around in their garage? I think the answer is yes, life is better and worse at the yeah. same time. And Christian, whose fault is that, that people's lives are better or worse? The, the, the companies that the, make this technology? The gambling the addicted people, the people that are addicted to gambling. That's the, yeah. that's the real per- people that are at fault. No, I mean, like cryptocurrency, like the first question is like, is it overvalued trash? Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> like it's absolutely over overvalued. Um, but the thing is, is I mean, like most companies out there are overvalued, right? Yeah, true. Like Tesla, as an example, is overvalued. But the thing is, is like value is based on the collective market uh, opinion, right? Like it's 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 not real. Like it's not tangible. Like we don't measure the value of a company by how many employees it has, how many business, how many buildings it has. It's just an opinion now. Like it's, it's, it's like value, even when you think about it from currency, right? Like the American dollar is valued what it is based on our collective imagination. This is like, true. It's a piece of paper. It doesn't really have any value, but the thing is you go to a store, you can exchange it for goods. Um, So the thing is, it's like, yeah, of course, NFTs are overvalued. Um, Everything is. (laughs) And it's it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember, not that I was alive back then, but I remember reading about, you know, in the, in the early seventies. Oh, why, why is it, why, why is his name escaping? It wasn't Reagan. Who was the guy? That that took away the gold standard. Help me out, guys. The gold standard. Bush. No, no, no. Uh, Truman. No, Truman. No, 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 no. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Lincoln. 
George Washington. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> anyways, there was, I, it, the name escapes me, but there was a president, and I'm so sorry that I can't think of the name right now, but there was Hoover. a... No, shut your mouth. Okay. In the early... It might have been Hoover. Why? No, it wasn't Hoover. It was... Was it um, not Hoover? No, no, no. I can't Roosevelt. think of the guy's name. It wasn't... I, it might have been Reagan, but I have to Bill look it Clinton? up. Bill Clinton? Anyways, I it I digress. Back in back in the seventies, the U.S. Barack Obama was no, it Barack? No, no. Okay, no? the joke's over. The joke was over ten presidents ago, Christian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you coming out. No, um, back Taft. The, it was Taft, wasn't it? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. From World War One. No, guys. So I had to I had to throw out Taft. You actually had to throw to one more just to like just to waste some more time on the podcast. Appreciate it. Shout out to Taft. <laughs> No, but back in the back in the, back in the 70s, um, the the United States basically said to hell with the gold standard because before, prior to 1971 or 72, whatever it happened to be, you could actually go to a bank and say, I have this much paper money, give me gold for this. And there, so there actually was a value of gold associated with all those paper notes, right? But that, you know, over the last 50 years, that has gone away. So to your point, what is what is paper money? It's just and we all just agree that that paper has an intrinsic value. Well, you know, I can buy so much milk for this amount of this amount of pieces of paper with these words written on them. But then what's how is that different than what people are trying to make this blockchain technology? So that's where I have to think about, like, is I mean, is it possible that we may one day actually just get rid of to Christian's point? adopt this like universal credit kind of like you know like you know like in start in star wars when you say oh imperial credits or whatever like what if every everyone in the world just had like these credits that weren't backed by like a single country like i think it's a fascinating topic right let's hope the empire doesn't take over that it's already crossed that threshold like it's here and and that's why this stuff is so newsworthy right now is that people are literally making millions and millions of dollars off this because it's it's legit it's here and it's here to stay and i just i guess the question i have to ask is like will the average person because christian you mentioned earlier about the rich the ultra ultra rich doing this stuff i you know as an average person living in toronto just making like an average income living an average life like i don't know our viewers in serbia you know, you know living their average lives. You know, I don't know if it would ever cross my mind to buy a piece of artwork in a digital environment. Like that just to me, yeah, it, seems it shouldn't. Bonkers. I honestly, Stupart, as your financial advisor, it shouldn't cross your mind. <laughs> don't do that. It. I'm going to, I'm going to fire, <laughs> I'm going to fire my, my real Royal Bank certified you should um, you should put your money in a fund and diversify with property, like actual tangible assets. Well, I have a property, so I already have the Toronto real estate. Yeah, market. there you go, man. See, so, You're doing a great job already. Buy a house. Yeah, buy a house. That's the lesson. If there's one thing we can take away from tonight, is don't buy over overpriced ones and zeros digital artwork that sits on your computer. As as literal binary ones and zeros. Don't pay six. Don't pay sixty nine million dollars for ones and zeros that are comprised that comprise artwork. Instead, go buy some Toronto real estate. Is that is that fair? Fair takeaway from today. I I would probably try and find a place 
like less developed that is kind of you know on its way up and up and coming toronto is kind of very expensive when it comes to real estate but yeah basically the sentiment that stupart saying you should invest in in you know tangible assets that get in, you know get in early kind of like yeah. in the metaphor you know buy a nice piece of waterfront property and i was gonna say like it's like when i text <laughs> you, while, while the getting is good get in is there it, man. and i and alex i remember when we when i was texting you early to, earlier today and i was like you know what i gotta go i gotta go shovel my virtual my virtual driveway the snow for my virtual driveway i better not throw out my back you know <laughs> what i mean like it's just ridiculous that these people are buying property that again like ultimately ah. it comes out what's gonna get you late right will having that property in a virtual world get you like late? hey baby yeah. hey baby i might be living in a <laughs> in a crummy uh toronto community housing you know building here downtown toronto with cockroaches but you know what put on the vr and i'm gonna bring you to my mansion that'll drop her pants yeah. right if it if it gets you laid trust me this will be oh. the next big thing man. nothing it, gets women wetter than like a virtual uh, a virtual reality yacht you know <laughs> you said it not me that's a good note to end the podcast on <laughs> i just you know i gotta pick up uh, you know i i'm getting married soon so i gotta i gotta make sure i get it out of my system and just flirt with as many people <laughs> on vr as i possibly no. can count me in count me no, in. yeah count me in <laughs> <laughs> so am i gonna are you gonna invest in bitcoin tomorrow uh christian uh no i mean i uh i don't think it's a uh a very worthwhile uh venture into yeah. um yeah i i don't think it's a, a smart decision i i think that there's probably like I, I think it's it's good to invest in things, and I think it's good to diversify your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I think it it's definitely makes more sense than just sitting money in the bank. Yeah, kind of thing. for sure. But NFTs, like it's just too volatile at the moment. So unless you like know what Elon Musk is going to tweet tomorrow, yeah, um, <laughs> you probably shouldn't invest in any NFTs. Alex, what's to you, buddy? Um, I'm just gonna watch from the sidelines, like everything. <laughs> like I'm, I invest in some, you know, small uh, businesses of my own, and I do some, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, RRSPs and exactly mutual funds. Mutual funds, shit. man. I like to play it safe. I like, you know. And you know and what, I'm people? Sure I could be fabulously wealthy if I invested in just the right thing at just the right moment. Yeah. But knowing me, it's like I, it's just not my. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just not my jam. Yeah, and I I feel the same way, man. It's like I got my little RSP, and it's like I'm in a balanced portfolio, and it's one of the it's one of my banks, like sort of uh, the one that they market to you. It's like the one that they recommend, and of course with those ones. You know that the that the the finance the advisors and all the different bank managers they're making those trailing fees those commissions whatever you want to call them off of my investments but you know what I yeah. still get gains and at the end of the day when I retire in what thirty you know twenty five thirty years that RSP is going to have steadily grown and I'm going to be sitting pretty on my Toronto real estate and my RSP and laughing at all y'all who invested in Bitcoin and now you're now you're in sitting in the gutter you know yeah. So 
not not all of you though to our six viewers in Serbia but um you know all of the other people because you guys are not going to invest in Bitcoin <laughs> after this our Serbian viewers are going to love this episode yeah. <laughs> I know right like, my apologies uh, to uh <laughs> to all the Serbian viewers that you happen to be listening when Christian Firth was on tonight I, I apologize on his I, I was the one defending them the whole time <laughs> <True>. <laughs> It's Come on, <laughs> Alex. Why don't you wrap up the show Jeez. before we say anything else? That's a all right, guys. That's uh, that's it. No more talking. Uh, that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, if you like the show, um, uh, pressing the share button. If you look, it's like three little dots, and there's like a line going between from one dot to the other one. That's the share button. Okay. And pressing that button and sharing this podcast with everyone you know is the equivalent of giving us a standing ovation yeah. and a blowjob at the exact and same time. And you know time. what? Uh, in addition to uh, envisioning that great metaphor that Alex just put in front of me, it'll That's also right. give you a hit of dopamine. By hitting yeah. that little like button, it'll give you, so you're doing a favor for us and you're also doing a favor for yourself because- And it will improve your virus antibodies. It will actually true. help protect you against I, AIDS I, and yeah. COVID at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you're, you're actually, like I, I heard that hitting the share button on this podcast uh, makes you uh, Omicron um, immune to the COVID virus. Um, Super nobody, media cannot be fact, held reliable for any of the illegal <laughs> things that Christian has said on the show tonight. Nobody, nobody fact checked that, but like no one fact checked that. I just I, hit I, the share button without any consideration. Like, it, here's the thing: it's free. You don't have to pay for it, so just hit the share button. All right, it's button. not going to cost you anything. It's not going to cost you anything. Damn it! Tell your tell, mom. Tell your dad to watch. Just. Uh, Share with everybody. Just share. Right. With okay, guys. Thank you for listening. And I apologize to all the listeners about the episode Why? that we just ran. Why?